0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 395, Where Do You Start in Writing a Book? been a little while since I've talked about writing, but I get questions on a regular basis from people who have either read my books or are familiar with my books or have seen me talk about my process or heard me talk about my process. And so I get questions periodically on writing, and I, I typically try and share those questions with you because what I've found in talking to people over the years, um, I, I, I agree 100% with the studies that show that 70 to 80% of, of people believe that they could write a book or that they have a book inside of them or they have an idea for a book. But the reality is that percentage drops drastically, probably to less than five percent, uh, maybe le- much less than that, I'm not even sure, uh, on the people that actually pull the trigger and do the work and write a book. So I'm going to share with you kind of these questions, this discussion that I had with these uh, uh, potential writers, and and maybe you can draw some inspiration, encouragement from it, and maybe even take your steps towards becoming a writer as well. So one was wanting to write a, uh, was asking about writing uh, a a book, and I asked what it was about. It was a nonfiction book, and it was a very, very niche, very small niche um, book, a very small subject a very small niche of a subject related to adoption. Now, adoption can be a big, uh, a big subject area to write in, but they were wanting to write in a very small subsection of that. And I said, well, is there a real audience for that? And the they kind of got a, a blank look on their face. They said, well, I've never really thought about that. That's just something I'm kind of passionate about and something that I was wanting to, to, to do some research and, and write about. So what I encouraged them to do is I said, well, look, get online, research the subject, check Amazon, check um, some libraries, and see what else has been written on that subject. Now, if nothing's been written about that subject, it tells you a couple of things. Probably not many people are interested in it. Or maybe, maybe there just hasn't been anybody willing to tackle that particular subject yet. Sadly, it's usually the former rather than the latter. If, if there's nothing out there on a particular subject, remember we live in 2023. This is the information age. Information is flowing and if somebody hasn't talked about that particular area, that particular subject, it may very well mean that people just aren't interested in it so I said look don't don't take my word for it. You do the research, you get online, you find, you dig, you see what you can find and if there's if it looks like there's the potential there for 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 this type of book or maybe even broadening it into a bigger book on the the bigger subject of adoption then you know, maybe so. I mean, there that that could very well, you know, a guide a guidebook towards adopt, for adoption, or um, you know, a memoirs of of someone who's actually done it, and and how it you know blessed their life and affected their life. I think there's some great potential there, but it definitely before you start putting a lot of time and energy into it, let's see if there's actually going to be an audience. Because the way I look at it is, there is something to be said for writing out of passion and producing content just because you want to do it, that's great. If you've got time, resources, and you want to invest in, in, in a project that you're going to be passionate about for uh, months and months while you work on it, great. But are, is there going to be a reward? I'm not even talking necessarily about a financial reward, but is there a reward in the sense that people are going to read it? People are going to be interested in what you have to say. If not, probably something you should reconsider. This person also had an idea um, for a particular novel, and they kind of shared the story with me. It sounded fascinating, and it was essentially about a group of people who were at a particular event and enjoying this thing together, and then, um, you know, really a little bit of uh, background, a little bit of story about each of the people that are there. And, you know, when I started probing a little bit deeper, there, there there really wasn't a whole lot of drama there. It sounded interesting, but I said, you know, what about... I mean, look, people like to read about people. But I said, if we're going to write a story, again, it's got to be a story that's going to hold people's interest. If it's just a group of people that are there together and, and we're just finding a little bit about their story and they're not particularly unique or or or, or, or dramatic or interesting... I don't know that people are gonna gonna want to read it, but but you know what about if we start exploring this idea of well one of the people that's there has you know gotten a call from their doctor earlier that day and got test results back and it was bad news and they haven't shared it with anybody yet or maybe somebody is going through a financial crisis or maybe someone there is a secret a secret addict and 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 they don't know where to go for help and. They're there with these other people, and they feel like they're all alone, but they're with this crowd. And, and you know, maybe somebody else is going through uh, a, a divorce, or, or they just found out that their spouse is being unfaithful. And, I mean, there's just any number of, of, of different ways that we can go with that by just adding a little bit of drama, by just taking the characters, and just this is the kind of thing that's going to hold people's attention because the, the, the question's always going to be, well, how did they resolve their problems. How did they deal with the challenge? What was the doctor's report? Um, what are they going to do now that they found out their spouse is unfaithful? Um, what are they going to do now that, you know, they found out that the, the, their company is being bought out and they're not going to have a job? Um, you know, so there's all these things that come into play, and I think this is what leads to a fascinating story. Don't go away. I will be right back. And I wanted to let you know we're talking about writing. So, so, my resource highlight today is my latest book, A Violation of Conscience. I'm gonna just read the back blurb to you because I actually think it's pretty good. And and this is uh, this is a part of my Chuck McCain series. My if you've been following me for any length of time, you know my first series was a, a six book series on um, uh, zombies and terrorism. And um, you know, trust me, it works. Um, still, my most popular series, but the Chuck McCain series, which is this this next series, is is quickly taking off. People are really enjoying the these these novels, these stories about the war on terror and about law enforcement, and um, a great cast of characters that are that are really trying to take out bad guys and protect um, uh, American and the rest of the world at large. But listen to the blurb on the back of this book. This one was a little bit different. I've even had people say. Man, you went a little bit in, in, in went of a, a bit of a different direction in this novel. I loved it, but it was different. Well, listen, listen to the blurb on the back of the book. After serving almost 10 years in the Atlanta Federal Penitentiary for killing a young black man armed with a toy pistol, former police officer Russell Peppers is finally free. When Peppers is approached by an influential white supremacist And given a chance to take revenge on the African American federal prosecutor who sent him to jail, he is happy to oblige. At the same time, the Aryan nation has united with Russian terrorists to initiate a race war in America, and Russell is being set up to take all the blame. The FBI is scurrying to track them down, but not before several high profile black leaders are assassinated. Chuck McCain and his team are pulled back into action to restore order. A violation of conscience takes the reader on a fast-paced journey involving both homegrown and foreign terrorists intent upon shedding American blood and igniting smoldering racial tensions into a bonfire of violence. I love that phrase. Readers appreciate the realistic action, the tight plots, and the unforgettable, unforgettable characters in the Chuck McCain series. Enjoy the ride. So, so that's my resource highlight for today. I hope you check it out. Um, it, it, at least go on Amazon, click on the 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 see inside. You can read the first chapter. I think it is for free, and kind of get a feel if you like it or not. But uh, you know, again. I've had people approach me and say, well, this is a little bit different. But I've also had people say, this was your best novel to date. Loved your other stuff. This was good. So by all means, check out A Violation of Conscience. All right, let's jump back in. We're talking about writing. We're talking about some things that go into it. and, And I'm just basically giving you information that I gave two potential authors in the last week and a half. So, so the first person you know came, they wanted to be very serious about writing a book for a very niche uh, audience, for a very niche subject. So, so would, would that be feasible? And we talked about it, and I said, first of all, do the research. And if there is, then let's talk some more. And then about a novel, they had an idea for a novel. Um, I just encouraged them to maybe spice it up a little bit. Let's create characters that people will remember. Now, my other, my other friend was asking about because he's been talking about writing a book for a while he's a he's got a bit more of a platform he's a scholar he travels uh, throughout the world teaching um, he, he, he works at a school um, part of the year um, helping mas- master's level students and doctoral students so so a bit of more of a scholarly approach but he's had ideas for writing for several years and just nothing has ever come to fruition and we were talking about it and I said, what about if you took a, a set of your lectures for maybe not even a whole semester, maybe a week or two weeks if you're doing a more of a seminar or more of a shorter subject. What about if you recorded those lectures, had them transcribed, and created a book out of that? And you know, it was interesting watching his eyes light up because he said, I've never thought about that. I've never really given that any consideration because there are plenty of books out there. Um, uh, one, the first one that came to my mind was uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, one of the most popular books um, in Christianity, uh, produ- produced probably in the, the mid to late 40s. But it was from a series of lectures that C.S. Lewis did on BBC uh, during World War II. And those, those, he took those lectures, he had them transcribed, created a manuscript out of it. Um, I recently read a book on Psalm 23 by Dallas Willard, the same thing. It was um, uh, actually per, um, released and published after Dallas Willard's death. Um, and, and they took the, the lectures of, of a series he did on Psalm 23 and had them transcribed and created a manuscript. Um, I've got a good friend who's started getting into the writing world, and he, he hates to type. He's He just much prefers to dictate. But he also found that that's a lot of work, too, because once you do that, you still have to go back after it's been transcribed, and you have to correct. You have to um, tweak it. You have to make it sound good. It has to be readable. You have to deal with uh, punctuation, with grammatical stuff. So there's still quite a bit of work that has to be done. But that is, for a lot of people, that's the heavy lifting is the actual writing. So that is definitely something to think about. And and what I've told so many people over the years is for people that are not writing but are interested in writing, you need to start somewhere. And the idea of just sitting down and writing a manuscript might be a great idea. It might be very appealing but it also can be overwhelming and that's why i said look start with a blog start with a blog my friend who i was just telling you who who's recently started using the dictation thing he he's probably never going to produce a blog but he's got a very very popular podcast so he's creating content there and again that can be transcribed and turned into Turned into a book. So, so, there's many different ways to approach it. But the thing about a blog is it actually gives you experience writing. And this was the 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 the, the friend that I was telling you about who was asking about the the um, book on adoption. That little subsection of adoption that they were looking at doing. I said, you know, if it's really something that's that, that's a passion for you, why don't you start with a blog? Start producing 500 to a thousand word blogs. Maybe do one a week. See where that takes you, because you can actually write your manuscript like that while you improve your writing. Because listen, let's face it, writing is like everything else. We've got to practice. You want to get better? You got to practice. We don't all start off like, you know, Stephen King or. Uh, What's his name? James Patterson, or uh, name name your author. Name name your favorite fiction author. We don't all start off like J.R. Tolkien or C.S. Lewis or any of these guys. It takes practice, 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 and the only way to practice is just by doing it. So start a blog, and then the next thing is, um, if you're especially if you're looking at any kind of nonfiction title, do you have an outline? And I always encourage people create an outline because if you can't create an outline. For your non-fiction subject, fiction's a little different, I'll talk about that in a second, but for for if there's something you're wanting to teach people, if there's something you're wanting to introduce people to, and you can't create an outline, then, then my guess is you're going to have a very difficult time creating a book. Because the outline will form your book. The, the the points of the outline can be your chapters, and it it's going to help you. It's actually going to help you write the book. But if you're just all scattered in your thoughts, and you can't put an outline together. You're going to have a very difficult time organizing your material and putting it onto the screen, and ultimately onto paper or in ebook format. Um, for fiction, it's a little bit different. I don't I don't outline, but I do uh, create a synopsis. I'll have uh, several paragraphs on on what I want the story to be about, and I constantly expand that. I constantly am, am adding to it as I go. But I basically know where I want to start, and I basically know where I want to finish, and I may have a little bit of an idea of what's going on in between. Um, And just for example, the novel that I'm working on right now, which, let's see, the one I told you about in the resource highlights was book four in the Chuck McCain series. Well, I'm writing book five now. I wrote a scene yesterday that I had never even imagined. I had some action taking place that it just worked for for where I was at in the book, but it wasn't something I had plotted. It wasn't something that I thought about. But as I was writing, I thought, well, I wonder what would happen if we did this. And I think it, it actually worked out really well. So, you know, I'll leave that to the readers to judge, but I think it worked out pretty well. So, um, do your research. Is there an audience out there? Do people, are people going to read? But just because you read it, just because you, you write it doesn't mean people are going to read it. Is is it something that people are going to be interested in and they're going to read? Um. Are, are the characters, if you're doing fiction, are the characters going to be memorable? Is there ch- are there challenges? Are, is there, is there uh, conflict? Is there something that makes them likable or unlikable? Um, vanilla characters very often don't get remembered. It's usually those characters that we either love or we hate. And, and obviously, that's not you know, uh, a great slice of life because there are plenty of other characters that we can be kind of ambivalent towards. And I get that, but, but at least think in terms of, are people attracted or, or, or repelled by this particular character? So definitely something to consider. And then uh, for a, uh, a nonfiction title, consider um, either transcribing lectures, if you're giving lectures, if you're giving a talk, if you're teaching a class, record it, transcribe it, see what it looks like you know, in written format, and then start editing it, and you can easily create a man. In fact, that's what I encouraged my friend. I said, listen, you've probably got multiple books because I know all the different subjects and classes you teach, and this would be something to put in your students' hands. Not only have you, you, you taken this class with me, not only have you You know, gone through it, but now you can take this in in a book form and put it on your shelf and go back and refer to it as often as you need to. Well, I'll stop there. Um, As always, I appreciate uh, your feedback. I appreciate the uh, the great conversation. I always appreciate it when people ask questions about writing or anything else for that matter, so that we can keep the conversation going. That's my goal: is to to constantly giving you. Uh, fresh content that's going to help you in some way or other in your life. And if you're not a writer, I'm sure some of these principles can help you in other areas of your life. Well, I would encourage you to go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment uh, in the comment section for today's post while you're there. Make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. And by all means, check out A Violation of Conscience. I know you will love it. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I'll see you next week on Leading and Learning.